Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said they found the missing link. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Well, science books once said that there was a creature called Nebraska Man. Because of finding just one tooth, that tooth was later shown to come from a pig instead. So be careful about trusting everything that's in a science book. But there is a book I do trust. It's called the Bible, the Word of God. It's never been proven wrong. When I asked how your teacher knew the missing link was found, I already knew that she didn't. But do you know how the first man was really created? My teacher would say from an eight, one or two million years ago. But I'm guessing that's wrong, huh, Very wrong indeed. Let's read from the first book of the Bible called Genesis in chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. See, this says God made us in his image, and it happened on day six. Do you think that he made us monkeys first, who later became man? Oh, no, Grandpa. Not at all. You're right. Over the years, there's been a number of missing links found. And like the Nebraska man, they were all later proven false or even fakes. Some of those missing links include Lucy, later found to be an extinct ape. Piltdown Man, later found to be a fake creature made of altered pieces of both ape and man. And even Neanderthal Man was shown to be all human and not part ape at all. So if we give this latest missing link time to be examined using truly scientific methods, then this missing link will go missing again. Do you ever wonder why people are looking for the missing link in the first place? I don't know. Why do they do that? Well, if the missing link is found, then it's proof that we weren't made in God's image. We'd be just another species of animal, and we wouldn't need to answer to God for our sins or need a Savior. However, when we trust the Bible as our true account of history, then what we see in nature makes sense. But for those who look for the theory of evolution, they can only find millions of years because they don't want to find God. That's awful, Grandpa. If they don't ever find God, then they won't get to heaven, will they? No, they won't. Because they have to accept the gift of Jesus, and they can't do that if they don't believe that He is God. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association, along with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, directors at SABSA. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Carl, one of the things that was really made a point in that vignette is the press conference mentality that you get with supposed finds of these missing links. They'll find something, it may be as small as a tooth with Nebraska man, They'll call a press conference, say, we found the missing link. That 
links supposed authority and the career of that paleontologist is made for the next 15 to 30 years until that find is debunked. And this is a cycle we've seen again and again and again. Your thoughts? Well, that's absolutely right. And that a good example that most recently was in 1999, the Time magazine ran an article called How Apes Became Man. So this was about Artipithecus rambidus cadaba. I'm glad you did that, which, not me. Which sounds a whole lot like abracadabra. Yeah. So this took fragments of bone scattered over a one-mile radius, and a paleontologist assembled these little fragments, which were just tiny little Lego-sized pieces, and assembled it into a ape-like looking creature that had some human characteristics as well. And they said, oh, it walks upright because we also found this bone 10 miles away. One Mm. toe bone. So this is what's passing for science as a missing link. Yet the pieces, the jigsaw puzzle pieces that are put together could be put together in any fashion you like. Just like the Lego box. You you get a bunch of Legos, you can make a castle, you can make a ship, you can make a a spaceship. You can make a cow. Hmm. You can make all sorts of things out of these little Lego pieces. Same way with these fragments that comes out of the ground over a mile's diameter. When you have little chunks of bone and you have no mold, no little catalog to look and see what it's supposed to look like, like a Lego box would have, now you assemble it into whatever you want to make it. That's the real joke of this whole thing. You give me 10 miles worth of earth and I get to go pick up any bone fragment I want, and I can reassemble it any way I want. You can make anything you want. Now, what a lot of people will say is, okay, wait a minute, he just cited the worst example possible, and really that's not what the rest of these finds are. But when you look at the background of Java Man, which was found in a till drop, which if people don't know what that is, that's a river bottom with pieces scattered for hundreds of yards across and put together like a jigsaw puzzle, just like this. Or if you trace Lucy. Lucy was found in pieces over a 10-kilometer area, some of which was found in strata 200 feet below. According to evolutionary theory, what is that finding something 200 feet below supposed to mean? Millions of years. Millions of years of difference. And yet they put it together and say, oh yeah, well this was all the same thing, even though it was found in these varying places. I thought it's interesting that the issue of Nebraska man was a key in the monkey trials, the scope monkey trials in uh, 1925. Nebraska man was uh, found in 1922. And yet, even though it was just a single tooth, a whole culture was illustrated in this one article (laughs) showing a a man going off with a club in his hand and obviously his wife and small child over uh, cultivating some little piece of ground to get something off the earth. A whole culture was defined from just one tooth, which, by the way, was a pig's tooth. (laughs) You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, to go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. To me, one of the real huge fallacies in all this was Hiltdown Man. Hiltdown Man was a total fraud. Forty-four people got PhDs over four decades studying what turned out to be a total fraud. Absolutely right. And this is what passes for science. This is from 1912, and it wasn't debunked until my birth year, 1953. Amazing. Charles Dawson, not 
Darwin, but Charles Dawson was the guy who found this, and it's still not known to this day who was the perpetrator. Was it Dawson? Was it somebody else? Did someone suck Dawson in? We don't know. Now, another point that has to be made in all of this is this whole idea of the missing links, ancient man was stupid, primitive, to contrast with the biblical idea that we were made perfect, that we were made much better than we are today. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we know from looking at ancient artifacts, like the pyramids of of Egypt, like Machu Picchu in South America, like Easter Island, which has the various statues, statues that were carved and quarried miles away from where they were set up. So how did these primitive cultures, these stupid people, these ignorant folks, get these multi-ton rocks and statues and so forth and drag them to wherever they were placed? Like Easter Island, where they are placed around the perimeter of the island. Or in Machu Picchu, where these huge boulders were, were carved somewhere else and taken up a, a hillside, a mountainside, and placed in the walls. And there's another town in South America that has boulders that are some in the hundreds of tons that were carved into jigsaw-like pieces and placed together into huge walls with a technique that still defies explanation in modern technology. I mean, modern technology couldn't do what was done there. Modern technology couldn't carve uh, these rocks and transport them and place them in such a way that They don't need mortar or cement between the rocks. They can't even slip a piece of paper between these rocks. Yet, these were primitive people. These were ignorant folks. These were so stupid. They were ape-men-like folks. And they did things that we can't explain or duplicate. I think the book of Job talks about how they did mining. And they would mine for metals. And, of course, they would have had metal crafting. Dr. Carl, I was watching... This one science show and this paleoanthropologist was contrasting Homo erectus with Homo sapiens. And he said that Homo erectus had a narrow skull compared to Homo sapiens. If that's the case, I think we still have Homo erectus here still walking around because I have seen people with noticeably narrow skull. There's a huge variation in normalcy. People ranging from 700 to 2200 cc's capacity of their brain case, yet they'll have identical IQs in most cases. So to say that the brain case size shows a evolution from a primitive to a more advanced state is totally fallacious. On this idea of man starting out as much brighter than we are today, we have a lot of resources that can help with this. Bruce Malone's brilliant book makes the point of how bright man was from the start. There's also a book out there called Ancient Man, and of course these are all available from us. There has been an explosion in the number of exoplanets discovered. That's planets detected outside our solar system and other star systems. We know that we have found more than 6,000 of them. This would lead some to believe there has to be life out there. But what we have found that none of these planets and solar systems meet all of the more than 200 prerequisites for life which are made possible in this very special place we call Earth. Scientists are consistently looking for water and planets in a habitable zone around stars, saying that these two things always make life possible. 
but they ignore the fact that, as we detail in this program, biological evolution, even with water and the right conditions, is physically, chemically, and mathematically impossible. Finding life out there would disprove the Bible, not God's existence. But what we know from the Bible and natural laws is this universe says that we are quite probably alone and very special creation of God. Scott Lane's book, What If God Wrote the Bible, will be released nationwide on March 2nd. Pre-orders for e-books are already available on Amazon. This book gives six evidence that God wrote the Bible and thereby gives evidence of his existence. It includes evidence of the Genesis account found in the creation accounts of other cultures all over the world. It has evidence of God and the Bible, understanding modern physics, biology, and chemistry thousands of years before man. It shows how God protected his words down from the ages and has made over 2,500 very specific prophecies with over 2,000 of them already coming to pass. This and more can be had by you if you get your copy of What If God Wrote the Bible by Scott Lane. KSLR Podcast, go down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.